the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pressure from Know the Truth's Philip DeCourcy now. Just go to WAVA.com and type in the keyword pressure. The following program is sponsored by the City Gates Church. You're listening to Strength to Strength Radio with Pastor Jeff Schlenz of the City Gates Church in Fairfax, Virginia. Here's Pastor Jeff as he teaches through God's Word. not because the healer doesn't have enough faith or because the injured or the ill doesn't have enough faith. It's just because for reasons that we don't understand, God has chosen not to move at this time. And folks, it's all hard thing to figure out what God is doing by looking through the windshield. It's much easier to figure out what God was doing by looking in the rearview mirror. God has given each of us powerful spiritual gifts to use for the benefit of all people. These gifts may vary from person to person and are meant to be used at God's discretion. Pastor Jeff today tells us, however, that it's okay to ask for specific gifts. God will decide if in that moment that gift is applicable and will bring about the best outcome. It doesn't depend on us or the people we're praying for. Everything depends on God's will in that situation, in all of it can trust fully that God is in control and working for the glory of his name. Make sure and stay tuned after today's broadcast. We want to share our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Jeff in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with part two of his message, Wisdom, Knowledge, Faith, and Healing. It's essential to the core of our theology that we believe that God can and does change people. God can and does improve things. God can and does give his strength when we are weak. And so how does he want to do that in your life? Well, some of the examples that we see here in scripture this morning. One may be that he wants to give you a spiritual gift like a word of wisdom. You say, what's that? Well, it's a sudden piece of counsel or insight that comes to you, which perfectly fits a situation that you're facing. There's a situation that's going on and it's, it's hard to tell what to do. And suddenly the perfect idea pops into your head and you suddenly see how to solve what up until that point had seemed like an intractable problem. That's a word of wisdom. Jesus gave his disciples an example of how this would happen when persecution came their way in particular. If you want to flip over to Matthew 10, we can take a look at that. Matthew 10 We'll start in verse 16 and see this example of a word of wisdom playing out. Jesus is talking to the disciples about the difficult times that are going to be ahead. And he says, behold, starting in verse 16 of Matthew 10, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. 
But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Now notice here that you don't have to have a plan for a word of wisdom. God just gives you wisdom right then and there in the moment. You didn't think about it. You didn't chew on it for a while. You didn't take a night to sleep on it. It just suddenly comes. And that's one way that you know that it was from him. So the word of wisdom is the kind of gift that you want to pray for whenever you're counseling. And we said we all do ministry, right? So we all do counseling. Counseling doesn't just happen at some counselor's office or in a professional setting over lunch. It happens whenever anyone walks up to you with a question about something that's happening in their life. And when they do that, you can just fire off a quick prayer as they're talking to you. God, please give me wisdom. And you'll be amazed sometimes by how he answers that prayer. You'll be amazed by the things that will come out of your mouth, things that you've never thought of before. And you'll think to yourself, wow, that was good. If it's happened to you before, you know what I'm talking about. Ask him to do it and see what he does. Remember that God wants to manifest himself to others through you. I was actually on the receiving end of a word of wisdom this past week. Two weeks ago, I had a crown replaced. But because the process of replacing it hurt so badly, they had to give me a double shot of Novocaine. So as they're checking the final fit, they ask you to bite down on this little colored paper thing and then really kind of chew around so they can see. Well, I didn't feel it all that well because I was already numb up in my gums, and so I couldn't give the best feedback on the fit. And so I walked out thinking everything was fine, but as the days wore on, my tooth started hurting more and more because the new tooth was actually sitting too tall. And so every time I would bite down, I was ramming the roots of the tooth back up into the tissues of my gums. Well, Monday morning, I had to leave for Lynchburg for my very last doctoral seminar. I was like, there's no way I can miss this. And yet while I was down there, my tooth just kept hurting more and more. But I never said anything to anyone about it. I was just hoping that it would get better, that I could at least make it through the week and get it looked at as soon as I got home. Well, Tuesday in class, the professor's talking about decision-making. And he's talking about how some people take a long time to make a decision and things just keep getting worse and worse while they wait. And I'm thinking, yeah, that sounds familiar. And then out of the blue, he says, you know, it's like sometimes you got a toothache. (laughs) But instead of going to get it taken care of, you just sit there and wait. He said in this great North Carolinian accent, brother, if that tooth needs to be pulled, go have it pulled. Now, again, he had no idea about my condition. 
That was just the illustration that came to him in the moment to talk about a tooth being pulled that night as I couldn't sleep because of the pain in my tooth. Around midnight, I finally tapped out in submission to God and his wisdom, and I drove back home. I went to the dentist's office first thing Wednesday morning and was back in class in time for the afternoon session with a readjusted tooth. And a professor who was sympathetic enough not to count my absence against me. Now, trust me, I would much rather have had about any other illustration you can imagine to share with you. But apparently, God thought that it was really important that I grasp the concept of the word of wisdom. So be open to receiving a word of wisdom, even from people who might not know that they're giving it to you. God loves you. He knows what's best for you. Did you know that God really does want to speak wisdom and guidance into your life? So as we've said many times over the past several weeks, I hope you're cultivating an attitude of expectancy. I hope that you're not surprised when God moves, but rather you're surprised when he doesn't. That's not to say that you ought to go looking for angels and demons and miracles behind every occurrence or circumstance or conversation. But I do want you to cultivate an awareness that these things are real. And that the more you seek God for them, the more likely you are to experience them. And I would ask that you would remember that when you receive the gifts, other people are blessed because they're given to you for the profit of all. So we've talked about a word of wisdom, but it also says there's a word of knowledge through the same spirit. What's the difference? Well, typically, wisdom is knowledge applied. Years ago, when I used to work in the intelligence community, we spoke of the difference between information and intelligence. See, information was just data. Intelligence was useful information. The right information applied to the right problem at the right time. That's wisdom. A word of knowledge, on the other hand, is when the Spirit reveals information that was not obvious or previously known to you. A classic example of this is in Jesus' life in John chapter 4 with the woman at the well. You remember the story of how Jesus is leaving Jerusalem and he goes through Samaria and he meets this woman at the well midday and they start talking. And she starts getting a little snarky and a little sassy with him. Finally, he says to her, woman, go call your husband. And she says to him, I don't have one. And he says, that's right. You don't have one. You've had four. And the man that you're living with right now is not your husband. No generalizations. No vagueness. Just a hardcore, specific, verifiable word of knowledge about what was really going on. And I think that's the kind of specificity that you should expect for a word of knowledge in your life as well. Anyone can get up and make vague predictions that will apply to someone statistically if the room is large enough. I mean, I could say that someone in here has a back that's hurting this morning or someone in here is facing a big challenge coming up on the horizon and God wants you to know that it's all going to be okay. Okay. 
probably too vague. What I know of this gift has always involved a greater specificity. I remember looking at someone in this building one day and God saying to me, this man's a homosexual. Now that's kind of bold, right? I mean, you don't just casually throw that one out to see if it's true. It's not like, you know, God told me you drive a blue car. Is that right? If you're wrong, it's like, no, I drive a green car. And you go, huh, well, sorry about that. Guess I didn't quite hear right. You don't make a mistake like that with something like someone's sexual orientation. But you know what? As I got to know this man more, I learned it was true. And I learned that Pastor Bill had experienced the exact same thing. And we didn't ostracize him. We didn't treat him differently. In fact, there was a whole heap of ministry poured out into this man's life in a time of need. We all sin in different ways. Some people are prone to anger, others to pride. This man just happened to be attracted to other men. All he needed from us was to be loved like anyone else and to be pointed toward Christ like the rest of us. But God showed us Two of us pastors, something that was not immediately obvious. He manifested himself to us through a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit. I think a word of knowledge is also a gift that you'll commonly experience in leadership, whether in home or in the ministry. Parents, I think you can ask for and expect this gift as you try and raise your kids God wants to love the young men and the young women that he has given to you through you. You are the closest lifeguard to their pool. So don't be surprised, mom and dad, if God gives you a word of knowledge regarding your children. That doesn't mean you always have to take action or confront. Sometimes he just wants you to know. And watch and pray. But talk with them about it. And notice that once again, someone else is benefiting from the Holy Spirit giving a gift to you. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Go on to the next. Says to another faith by the same spirit. Now, this is not the faith that leads to salvation, though that is a gift from God. This faith is an extra measure to believe and trust God for something that seems incredibly unlikely. We find an example of it in the book of Acts, where Jesus is risen from the dead and ascended to heaven. Pentecost has occurred and the Holy Spirit has been poured out in miraculous ways for the first time in the lives of the first Christians. And one day, Peter and John are walking to the temple to pray. And they come across a man who's sitting there begging because he's crippled. And he looks at Peter and John and suddenly something happened. If you can turn there quickly in your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 6, says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who had sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So all the people were freaking out and they wanted to know what kind of miracle has just happened. Because this guy has been sitting there lame for years. Every time we come to the temple, he's always sitting there and we always see him. And now he's walking around, leaping and praising God. What happened there? And Peter tells them, look, it wasn't me. He says, it was Jesus. Acts chapter 3, verse 16, through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Sometimes the Holy Spirit gives us great faith for a great work. Maybe some of you who are on the edge this morning need to ask for that great faith. Maybe you need to say, God, would you please give me this faith because I don't have it. Maybe he will give it to you. Maybe he's going to say, no, I've already given you it. And now you need to pull the trigger. You need to apply what I've given you. Maybe you need it, need to ask for it. And maybe he's already given it and you just need to apply it. You got to work that one out between you and him. I can't tell you which is which. But moving on to the next gift, the last one that we'll look at this morning. It says the next one is in the plural, gifts of healings. I think it's plural here because we've mentioned that no one has these gifts on a permanent basis. You don't become some kind of spiritual Christian X-man or woman, whatever the case may be. You don't become this like spiritual mutant because you've got this spiritual gift. They're not superpowers that you can tap into whenever you want. The Holy Spirit gives them when he sees fit. If someone had the gift of healing, wouldn't they be ethically responsible to go into the cancer ward at the children's hospital and just start emptying the place out? But of course they don't. There are some that try and persuade you that they do. There are those spiritual charlatans who will tell you that they have the gift of healing. Makes me furious. Because then they have the audacity to say that if you don't get healed, it's not their fault, it's yours because you don't have enough faith. That's just mean. Makes me mad. God can heal anyone that he wants at any time he wants using any one he wants. I felt terrible this morning. I've been fighting this fever for days. My six-year-old son came and prayed for me this morning. Beautiful, simplistic little prayer. God can use his prayer as much as he can use any other pastor or anyone else. It's not who you are. It's who God is. But for reasons that we don't completely understand, he doesn't always choose to. I can tell you this much for sure, though. 
It's not because the healer doesn't have enough faith or because the injured or the ill doesn't have enough faith. It's just because for reasons that we don't understand, God has chosen not to move at this time. And folks, it's all hard thing to figure out what God is doing by looking through the windshield. It's much easier to figure out what God was doing by looking in the rearview mirror. It's hard to figure out what's coming up. But I promise you this, at some point you'll be able to look in the rearview mirror and go, oh, now I understand. God used Paul in incredible ways. The Bible tells us that Paul healed all kinds of people. Even tells us in Acts 20 the story of a boy named Eutychus who was sitting in the third story window of a house one night. And Paul was preaching late into the night. And so Eutychus is sitting there in the third story window. And they didn't have glass in the windows back in those days, right? And the boy falls asleep and he falls out the third story window down to his death. Paul goes down to pray for him and the Holy Spirit gives Paul a gift of healing. And the boy is raised from the dead. That's kind of amazing. But you know what? Paul also tells us that he himself suffered from all sorts of physical affliction. And from one in particular, he prayed time and time again for God to heal him. And God told him, no. He told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul was also very close with Timothy. He considered Timothy almost like an adopted son. But Timothy suffered from some sort of stomach problems, maybe an ulcer or something. And instead of healing him, Paul just told him to take a little wine to help with the problem. Now, how is it that a man who was used to raise someone from the dead couldn't heal himself or someone so close to him? Simple. The Holy Spirit didn't give him the gift of healing For those situations. He didn't have it on a permanent basis. And it wasn't something that he could control. But if it was ever something that God wanted to do. He was willing to receive it. You cannot obligate God to move. You can't back him into a corner. Or force his hand. He has to give the gift. When he determines the time is right. But you can ask for it. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, you can earnestly desire the best gifts. And that's what I'm hoping that we'll all do. Make ourselves available for God to move as he sees fit. And that we would have an earnest expectation that he will move in a way that is undeniably him in our lives for the sake of others. That we who have invited God into our lives would now invite him out of our lives as well. Flowing through us for the benefit of others. Maybe on a large scale of ministry. Maybe on a smaller scale of ministry in the home. Do you consider how God might want to use his Holy Spirit. And the gifts that he gives to manifest God to you and to others. I'd encourage you to consider these things. Keep chewing on them. Keep praying about them. Keep bringing them to the Lord until you know that you know that you know what it is that he has for you.
And don't be held back by your fear or your inadequacies. Because God is certainly able to overcome them. Pastor Jeff will continue his verse-by-verse study through the book of 1 Corinthians when you join us next time on Strength to Strength Radio. But in the meantime, you can learn more about us by visiting our website. At thecitygateschurch.org, you can listen to previous messages by Pastor Jeff, discover more about this ministry, and even connect with us on social media. We'd love to have you come join the conversation on Twitter and Facebook. We'll do our best to add a little encouragement to your newsfeed. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes as well to receive the latest editions of Strength to Strength Radio as soon as they're made available. We'd love to meet you in person too, so if you're in the Fairfax area, why not come by the City Gates Church? We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. to worship God, read and study His Word, and get to know each other better. Your presence would be a welcome addition to that time. Find directions and more information at thecitygateschurch.org. As our time with you today draws to a close, we want to thank you for being a part of our listening audience. We value our listeners greatly and pray for you often as this program is produced. If you have anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord, please feel free to give us a call at 703-425-3800. That number once again is 703-425-3800. We hope you'll join us again right here on Strength to Strength Radio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.